Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time it is. Good evening, my friends. Good afternoon, good morning, whatever time it is what you're listening to our podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I got to tell you guys, this is the second time I've recorded this podcast. I read, I recorded a lengthier one that I'm going to do now and my recorder shut off after two minutes and I did not realize it so now my throat is done but we are going to fight through that we can do our things we're going to fight through this thing and we're going to make sure we get this thing done because we promised everybody we were going to get a podcast out for Valentine's Day. Now, today I'm joined by myself and Coach Tokes and over here we got Coach Skittles. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah, I'm good. Good. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Okay. I'm on my own today. Tia's out of town. She's speaking to a youth group. Man. She's awesome. You want to change the world, you change the youth. That's the only way to do it. But we would be remiss. And T has asked me to <clears throat> talk about, only because it's Valentine's Day, I think, and she thinks it's important we talk about some relationship stuff. So, happy Valentine's Day, my friends. I have to be upfront and honest with you here tonight. Valentine's Day is quite literally my least favorite holiday. I complain about it every single year to my wife. I don't like it. The reason I don't like it, I hate that I feel like The marketing world has tried to and has successfully monetized our love for those relationships we have. I hate it. I don't feel like the most valuable thing we can put into a relationship is money, things that we can buy from a store to give to somebody on Valentine's Day to tell them that we love them. I don't feel like me buying 24 roses on February 14th and putting them on the counter is conductive or conducive or a representation of my love for my relationship. I feel like those things... It almost becomes you have to buy that love and it's okay if you just do it one day a year. Just make sure you get it done on your anniversary and on uh, Valentine's Day. And then the other 363 days, you're good to go. I don't feel like that's accurate. And I don't feel like money is the greatest fertilizer of relationships. Maybe money might be and might make relationships 
even harder. So that's why I don't like it. But Tia said, tell our story, how we met. I think we've gone over that a multitude of times. I'll just say we met at a barbecue. She came, since it's me by myself today, we don't have to argue about this. She came with her boyfriend. That's how we met. She, her boyfriend brought her to my barbecue. And the funny part of the story that everybody likes to talk about and she likes to tell is she asked me probably 15 times what she could do to help and I kept telling her nothing. When I pulled the hamburgers off the grill, I realized we were missing a key ingredient for our barbecue. We were missing ketchup. You can't have hamburgers and hot dogs, no ketchup. That's terrible. So when she asked me for the 16th time, I said, oh, go grab some ketchup. She said, where? Upstairs in the fridge? I said, no, at the store. <laughs> now, in my defense, as a man, I was thinking like a man, and I said exactly what I meant and what we needed. And my wife, being a lady, was thinking like a lady, and she took what I said, multiplied it by 600, added a couple extra words, and decided that I meant I was trying to get rid of her. I was, she was bugging me, so I wanted her to go to the store so I could get rid of her. That's not the case. Of course, all you men out there listening, you know that's not the case. We're just trying to get stuff done. And we used the shortest possible amount of words to get things done that we can. That's how men are. And ladies, ladies, sometimes if they get a short amount of words, it's likely that they're going to build in the rest of the book. However, their mind is working in the moment. And that's kind of what happened. So we didn't jump off to a great start, but we didn't meet like that. And then a few months later, we ended up circling back, seeing each other, talking to each other, going on a date, and we got married so fast, like less than two months from our first date. And of course, everybody thought it was destined for failure. Nobody thought we were going to make it. Can't get married to somebody you've only known for two months. You can't do that. Let me tell you what. I'm here to tell you that you can do that. And it takes the same information and knowledge to be successful after being knowing each other for only two months as it takes if you know each other for five years. To be successful, it takes the same thing. I'll tell you this, relationships are like plants. They're like flowers. Every flower needs nutrients. We need soil, we need fertilizer, they need water, they need sunshine. They need all these things. Relationships are no different. You cannot buy a plant, shove it in your window, and never look at it again 
it's not going to survive. It needs some care. Relationships are the same way. Whether you've known each other two months before you get married or five years. If you get married and you shove your relationship into the corner, it will die. But on the other hand, if you trim it and water it and fertilize it and make the soil fresh and make it sure it gets in sunshine, that thing is going to blossom just like your relationship. If you do all those things in your relationship, boom. It doesn't matter how long you dated. It's going to take sacrifice and work, hard work, to make it happen. Let me tell you what right now, I'm going to tell you right now, marriage is quite possibly one of the hardest things you can do in this life. Just like the story of me and Tia meeting, men and women, we don't communicate on the same wavelength. We don't think the same way. We're not built the same way. We're totally different creatures coming together and living together and staying together and devoting ourselves to somebody else that's totally different than us and building a family together and having kids and having jobs and having things that are going to take us in a million different directions. And then at the same time, having to keep this thing going successfully. I guess before we can talk about successful relationships, we've already defined that we need to care for them. But hey, let me tell you this. We all know this. We all know people like this. There are unsuccessful relationships out there. There's unsuccessful marriages out there, not just the ones that split up or got divorced or any of that nature. There's marriages that are still married, that have been married forever, that are unsuccessful. Neither partner is blooming. Both partners are wilting. You want your marriage to be successful. You want your relationship to be successful. It takes time. It's not Valentine's Day. It's not your anniversary. It's not some marketing schematic that makes you feel like you have to buy this color of roses, this many, or this big of a diamond ring. It's all about time. Throw the money out the door. The money don't matter. Money makes your life more complicated. What matters if you want a successful relationship? It doesn't have to be marriage, business relationship, friendship, relationship with your children. It's time. You have to give time. The most valuable resource in the world, the most valuable resource you can ever touch, and you cannot touch it, but you have it. Your time is more valuable than any other thing you can give somebody. You can't give somebody 
anything that's even close to as valuable as time. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. I think it's important that we give time. That's the number one most important thing. But there's other important things. And I think that there's all thousands and thousands of self-help marriage, self-help relationship books out there. And those are wonderful. They're great. They all contain great information. But you need to remember this. You, I'm talking to you. You're listening to this thing. I'm talking directly into your ear. You are a unique individual. There's 7 billion plus people on this planet. You are the only person that's like you. You're the only person that thinks like you. You're the only person that looks like you. You're the only person that moves like you. Well, guess what? That's also true about your spouse or your relationship that you're trying to create. That person is unique out of 7 billion plus people. So no self-help book is going to tell you and your spouse or your relationship that you're building. Those two people, no self-help book is going to give you the whole story. Can they give you a structure and outline? Yes, it can. But you have to be tuned in to the relationship that you're trying to build. You can't just check off your list. You have to listen, not always with your ears. You have to listen with your, with your heart. You have to listen with your mind to that other person that you're trying to build a relationship with. Man, that's big. It's big. You can get a structure. You know, you can get some scaffolding to start building a relationship from these books, from these videos, from these YouTube shows. But if you want to fill in the scaffolding, the structure, the frame, it has to come between you and that person because nobody else is you or that person. Nobody's you. Nobody's you. You're unique. God made you individually unique with an individual path with individual things to accomplish with individual needs that are different different than everybody else and the person you're having a relationship with they're the same way we cannot we cannot put everybody in a box we have a structure we have some scaffolding we have a frame we have to we have to do the work to put in the rest of the time That's not always easy. That's never easy, actually. I'm just going to say that's never easy. Marriage is hard. It's supposed to be hard. I think doing hard things makes you a better person. I think God wants you to be married because that's the hardest thing you can do. And doing hard things makes you a better person. And you were put here for a reason. To become the best person you can be. So, going into that, the number one thing I think I tell people when they ask me about relationships is I think you have to be in tune with what your partner loves to do. It can't just be all about what you love to do. 
you have to be in tune with what your partner loves to do. And I think it's so important, so important that each part of the relationship has something that is in the bigger circle of the relationship, but they own that space. That's their space in my life. Give you an example. We have two examples because Tia does a wonderful job with this and I try to do a good job with this as well. I don't dance. People ask me all the time, why don't you dance? Why don't you get on the stage? Why don't you do the dances? I don't dance. I I do not dance on purpose. I don't dance because I want Tia to understand that dancing is her thing. I'm not trying to jump in that world and take over. I'm not trying to be the star of that show. Dancing is for you. And I want it to be for you. And I want you to do it because I know you love it. And I want you to do it so much that I'm going to support you in anything that you need. Oh, you want me to build some props? No factor. You want me to watch the kids while you go dance? No factor. Got it. You want me to be a prop boy and move things on and off the stage to concerts? No factor. Got it. That's what I'm saying. Let your opposite in your relationship own something and you sacrifice your time to support that thing. How does Tia help me? I coach football. I love football. I coach football because I believe deep down in my heart, I believe this. If you want to change the world, you have to do it through the youth. That's why I started coaching football. I heard everybody complaining about the youth and they're worthless and they're not going to be, they're lazy and they're soft and they're all these things. And I thought to myself, well, we can sit here and complain about them and what the future holds, or we can jump in there and we can start doing something about it. Can I affect every kid in the world? No, but I can affect about 100 kids a year. And if out of those 100 kids a year, 10 kids go out and become better young, better men, better fathers because of that, we're changing the world. Don't get me wrong. I love football. I love to compete. But that's why I jumped in the first place. Because I wanted to change the world. Why does that matter in my relationship? Because that takes so much of my time and my heart and my soul I give to those kids. And my wife, she lets me have that space. And not only does she let me have it, sorry. Not only does she let me have it, she supports me, whatever I need. Hey, I need help. I need you to come speak to my kids. Hey, I need to bring the kids to the house and I need you to hang out with them. Hey. I need you to come teach my kids a dance and have them dance in your show because they need to learn about service. They need to learn about people that have bad situations in their life and how blessed we are that that's not us. That's, that's, that's love. That's understanding that your significant other needs their own space 
but they need that space to be propped up by you. Not taken by you, propped up by you. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta be the foundation sometimes, and we gotta allow our significant other to be the star of something. Something different, something outside of the realm of the family. We're all stars in our own right, right? We're all stars in our home. Or the, or the parent, or the spouse, etc. But outside of that, something that we love, something that we want to invest in. I see it too many times. One, one spouse or the other is home, and their job is just to be home. I think it's toxic. I think we have to push our spouses to do things that they love outside of this space. If, the, if, if we force our wives or we force our husbands to stay in the home or just, hey, your job is to go to work and then come home at five, go to work at eight, come home at five and don't move off that couch. The progression is limited. If your job is to stay home and cook breakfast, clean the dishes, cook dinner, wash the laundry, our progression is limited and our happiness is limited. We're complex, unique individuals with unique and complex desires and wants. And in order to bloom, we need support. We gotta have our significant others support us and we have to support our significant others. Now, sometimes in relationships, we got to have our conversations. Can't all be Disney shows. Can't all be flowers and chocolates. Sometimes you got to have difficult conversations. Sometimes difficult conversations end up in arguments. And sometimes arguments end up in emotional, emotionally unhealthy positions. How important is it that we know and understand there is a long-term goal here. There, we're working with eternity here, not just today. Mm. Yeah, I'm mad at you today. Might be mad at you tomorrow. But we have to understand that this is a long-term situation. We're going to get through a rocky time. We're going to get through a hard time. And that hard time is going to make us better and stronger. But we are going to get through it. We are. We are definitely going to get through it. It takes some work, but we're going to get through it. On that note, we got to be willing to do two things, I think. You have to be willing to forgive your significant other or whatever your relationship is, your friendship, whatever. And you have to be willing. This may be the harder side of it. You have to be willing be forgiven I cannot be willing to be forgiven if I don't admit that I did something wrong you can't be forgiven for something you didn't do so until you can admit hey you know what I'm gonna messed up right there can you forgive me and then accept forgiveness you're not gonna bloom you have to be willing to forgive and you have to be willing to be forgiven, which takes a lot of humility 
Something I need to work on. Tia will tell you. I need to work on that part. Sometimes I don't think I'm wrong. A lot of times, maybe, I don't think I'm wrong. But hey, we're not perfect. If we were perfect, we'd get translated to heaven. We wouldn't be here. And hey, we want to be here. We feel like we got work to do. So, got to be willing to forgive. You got to be willing to be forgiven. You got to allow your significant other to have their own space where they're the star of the show. And you need to support that, not just let them have it. There's a big difference between, hey, yeah, go ahead and go out with your friends. Or, Tia, go ahead and go dance, whatever. See you later. I need to support that. Let me tell you something. I, I, I pushed Tia ever since we've been married to continue dancing because I could... When I see her dance, I see the joy she has in that world. And I want her to have joy. So, of course, I'm going to have her dance. I didn't think that having her go dance or have her little dance crew come in our garage that we painted and put mirrors in so she could do it was going to blossom into this beautiful flower of service that has become where she's running a studio and hundreds of kids are going to the studio and nobody's competing for a trophy. Everybody comes to the studio every day to dance and practice so that they can raise money for somebody in need. They don't come to get a trophy. They're not working this hard to get something in return. They're working this hard so they can give it to somebody else, so they can use their talents to make somebody else's life better. I didn't know that when we first got married that was what was going to happen. I had no idea. I just knew that my wife loved to dance and it made her happy, so I'm going to support it. And then every time she wanted to make a bigger thing, I said, yeah, I got your back. Whatever you need. Mirrors in the garage, new epoxy floors, whatever. Then it became a studio. Then it became props. Then it became being a prop guy or a light guy or a sound guy or whatever guy. Ticket taker, done it. Sound guy, done it. Light guy, done it. Prop boy, done it. Building props, done it. Whatever you need, I'm here to support you. But when we first started that, I wasn't aware that that was going to, that was going to end up being Tia donating over a million dollars to families in need. I didn't think about that. I just thought, hey, I need to, I need to support my wife in something that brings her joy and I need to not take any of that light. Whatever she needs to make this better, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stay in the background. I'm going to sacrifice and give up my time to make sure she understands that, hey, I'm giving you this time, whatever you need, but also I want you to be the star of the show. Who knew? You couldn't have predicted what happened. You couldn't have 17 years ago predicted that she was going to she was going to raise, in a continuing process, we don't know what it's going to be, over a million dollars just given to families. 
It's beautiful. That thing blossomed into a beautiful flower. But it got watered. It got fertilizer. It got sunlight. It got whatever it needed. And she turned that thing into something beautiful. Because it had the support. We have to support our spouse. And what brings them joy. And let them have that world. Don't compete with your spouse in the things that give them joy. Support them in the things that bring them joy. That's it. What else? What else? Sometimes we've got to have difficult conversations. I can remember young married couple, year, year and a half in, maybe six months even. Come home from work, my wife's lying on the kitchen floor in tears. She hates herself. She doesn't think she's worth the broom it would take to sweep her up. I picked her up and I gave her what she needed. Probably not what she wanted. Again, what I go back to, you have to listen with your heart, mind, and soul to what your unique partner needs. You're both unique, remember. I picked her up, I gave her a hug, I said, hey, I believe you are the most amazing person I've ever met. And I know all these people that think you're that amazing too. Matter of fact, the only person I know, Tia, that doesn't think Tia is amazing is you. So I need you to take a break. I need you to put your phone away. I need you to turn the TV off. I need you to put every distraction you have. Go in the room. Sit. And just be with yourself. Would there have been a more loving way to go about this? Probably. I probably could have held her all night long like they do in the movies. Smoothed her hair. Massaged her toes. Given her flowers. And that probably would have helped band-aid the situation. And that's probably, maybe, at the time, what she wanted. But at times, we have to give our, our relationships what it needs and not what it wants. Sometimes our relationship needs something that it doesn't want. But it needs it. We got to give it to it. And I told her, you got to go in there for 15 minutes a day. And you got to do it every day. As long as it takes until you get a look in the mirror and you can see the person that I see. And I know, I knew, I knew if she would do it, she would see who I see because that's who she is. What I see is who she is. If she got to know herself well enough, she would see who I see. And listen, if you're in a relationship with somebody that's in the same line as Tia, where they're just giving, 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 and they're always out, and they're always being outgoing, and they're always giving the people compliments or saying hi or having communication. Guess what? Those people don't spend enough time 
giving back to themselves. And sometimes they lose sight of who they are. And it's important that we know ourselves. I think it's important in your relationship that you spend some time with yourself. You have to. You have to come spend some amount of time. And the world may be going to tell you you're selfish for doing that, but I don't think so. I think you need to spend some time in your type of meditation. When I say meditation, I'm not saying you got to be sitting cross-legged with your, with your thumb and finger together. Maybe you're in nature. Maybe you're hiking. Maybe you're working out. Maybe you're taking a bath. Whatever it is, time on your own with yourself, knowing yourself. And as a partner in the relationship, we have to support that. Allow your spouse to have time with themselves in their way of meditating, whatever that is. My wife does an awesome job with that. I love to hunt. I, I don't even love to hunt as much as I just like to be in nature. I just love the sound I was sitting by myself on the top of a mountain. The smell, the sound, the feeling. One day up there, I can feel refreshed for a long time. And I'll tell her, hey, I'm going hunting. Nine times out of ten, I'm not going to get anything. But I am going to get out there in the wilderness and to me, that's my meditation. We have to give our spouse or partner or friendship that opportunity. Just part of the process. You got to fertilize it. You got to water it. You got to give it sunshine. Part of the process. Sometimes you have to do things that are hard. Telling your, telling your wife to spend time with herself. I didn't coddle her. I could have coddled Tia at that time. But I felt like what she needed was to do the hard thing. Be with yourself. Not easy, my friends. Not easy. Sometimes our relationships need what we feel like we want. Hey, sometimes your spouse needs a date. Sometimes your spouse wants a date and your spouse needs a date. And that's what we need to do. Hey, let's go over there to yogurt land. Let's get a yogurt. Let's come home. Just the two of you. I'll tell you this much. I think in order to have a successful marriage, husband and wife need to spend some time every year together. Not only do you need to spend time on yourself, you need to spend time on your relationship with your spouse. I'm not talking about like going on a date once a week. I'm talking about an extended period of time blocked together where you're just with yourself. And we've done this our whole relationship. Get somebody else with our kids Get somebody to babysit, family members, whatever. Take a little staycation. Take a little vacation. Take some time 
It's just me and you. We're going to go for 48 hours. Maybe we're going to go five days. Whatever it is, take some time. Give some time to your spouse and give something else up to give it. And then listen on the flip side of that. You got to recognize that your spouse is giving something up to give you something. You have to recognize the sacrifices that are being made and you have to sacrifice. Every decision you make is going to cost you an opportunity to do something else. That's why your time is the most valuable thing. You can only use it for one thing. But it's as equally important that we give up our time for our spouse and sacrifice it for them. It's equally important that we recognize when our spouse does that for us. We're going to go on a 48-hour trip. Tia's going to give up all of her work and all of her dance and all the things that she wants to do for those 48 hours and give that to me. And I'm going to give up the football and my job. I'm going to get subs. I'm going to do all the things. And we're going to both give up time with our kids. And we're going to give that time to each other for those 48 hours. We're sacrificing Time, the most valuable thing we have. And then we're recognizing that each one of us is sacrificing for the other one. Man, so important. I feel like it's so important to do that. Even if, even when you have kids, you got to figure it out. You got to figure out if you can get some help. You can be on a short time, maybe 12 hours, maybe 24 hours. Depends on your situation. But I think it's so important that you spend some extended amount of hours together just sacrificing time for each other, to be together. Man, that's big. I think it's key to remember in marriage, keep this in mind. I already said this once, but I'm going to repeat myself. Marriage is the hardest thing that you're ever going to do. Marriage wasn't supposed to be easy. If you wanted it, if God wanted it to be easy, he would have made it easier. He would have made us more like each other. Like when me and Tio met, we would have had an understanding about what go get the ketchup means. But her brain went left and my brain went right. And that's normal. Are you going to be in an argument, an altercation, a fight of some sort, however you want to phrase it, when you're married? 100%. But keeping an eternal perspective is the most important thing. Are you going to offend each other 100%? Are you going to irritate each other 100%? This is just life. Marriage is not a movie. Marriage is messy. And marriage is hard. And I'm always reminded, marriage reminds me of the, of the, of the story of 
Sisyphus. And if you haven't read that, you got to look it up. If you check that out, just look it up. The guy that etern eternally pushes the boulder up the hill. <coughs> and he becomes stronger for all of eternity. And the moment you stop doing hard things, you stop pushing the boulder up the hill, you start becoming weaker. Marriage was an entity that was built to make us stronger. Therefore, you have to understand, it was not meant to be easy. It's here to make us better, which by its very meaning means it has to be hard. You cannot get better unless you're doing hard things. So keep an eternal perspective. Hey, we're going to get an argument today, but I'm going to keep the perspective that we are going to be married for eternity. So I'm not going to do anything rash today because we had an argument today. We're going to be married forever. And in a matter of time, five minutes, 12 hours, whatever, we're going to resolve this issue and make it better. And our relationship will be better because of it. But if I have a short-term perspective, I don't have an eternal perspective, I'm likely to do something really dumb when my emotions are, in are, are, are unchained and my emotions are running the show. That's going to happen. Your emotions are going to become involved in a relationship. You have to keep the eternal perspective. Detach. Look down from the eternal perspective and understand that this too shall pass and I'll get stronger because of it. Man, if I can leave you guys with anything on Valentine's Day, understand this. Understand the fact that no amount of money can replace your time in your relationships with your kids, with your friends, with your spouse, with your significant other. Money is not the solution. You can't just throw a million dollars can't just throw a car, can't throw roses, can't throw a ring or jewelry or clothing and think that's good. It's not about Valentine's Day. Our love for our spouse is not about Valentine's Day. It's about 365 days a year. Supporting, listening, giving what is needed, at times giving what is wanted, but always giving and being willing to accept. I think that's important. You have to be able to accept the service from your spouse. That's tough for me. I have a hard time being served. But if you want to love somebody, my dad taught me this when I was young. You want to love somebody, serve them. Rule number one. Rule number two. If you want to love somebody, this is a kicker too. 
This is this is awesome. This will work, I promise. If you want to love somebody, allow that person to serve you. Serve that person and allow that person to serve you. Service is so underrated. Service takes time. By the way, remember, the most valuable thing you have, service can only be given through time. You want to love somebody, serve them, allow them to serve you. Promise it works. Remember you're unique. Your significant other is unique. One one in seven billion. Nobody's story is the same. Don't compare your story to your neighbor's story, your parents' story, your sister's story, your brother's story, your friend's story. Your story is unique. You're unique. Your spouse is unique. You two story together is one in seven billion. Uncomparable to anybody else's. You have to be present in your relationship for your relationship to work. Man, heavy stuff on a Valentine's Day. But we love you. Thank you guys for all your support. Your service to us over the last five years has been amazing. We feel your love. We promise to bring the podcast back. Hopefully you can feel of our love as we try to push stuff out of our perspectives. And uh, hopefully help serve somebody's relationship, life, whatever is needed. Happy Valentine's Day. Give your significant other your time today, but not just today, every day, every week, every month. Give yourself, give your time to your significant other. Serve, be served, be aware. Remember, every flower has to be fertilized, needs soil, needs water, needs sunshine, needs work, just like relationships. We love you guys. We'll see you again. We'll be back soon. The podcast seems to be back on the road again. Grateful for you.